Babylon podcast. We've been trying to start this episode for like two hours now, but I'll, I'll, oh god, I can't talk. Audacity wants us to die. Yeah, but it's free though. It is free. Thanks, Audacity. Audacity's not free. Oh. Yeah, it is. Audacity's free. Yeah, you can oh, download yeah. that shit. The guy on the corner street with his like, with his. With yeah, you just his, go to the website and download it. Yeah, this guy I know that's yeah. Audacity. And yeah, sell it on burn CD. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, out, out back of the uh, the music venue place. <laughs> <laughs> out back of the guitar center. And the, the CDs, the only reason they don't have labels is because they were misprints. Yep. You go, yep. go out back of the guitar center, you'll get Udacity from the dude out there. Udacity. <laughs> With two O's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, we've been trying to start this episode for a while. Um, Justin's drinking Peach Moonshine. Woo! Zach and I are uh, both drinking some, some, what are we drinking? This is a White Claw hard seltzer. Ruby it's, grapefruit. It's can, pretty good. Yeah, you right, can tell Ruby that we've grapefruit. been recording at my place for a while now because we've all alcoholics <laughs> at this point. Yep. Yep. Just continually, mm-hmm. continually drinking. Yeah. Yeah. We blame it on the technology for not starting, but in yeah, all reality, right, we were finishing booze. a fifth of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasted, stumbling around in the woods. Um, <laughs> Which, I mean, welcome to Lavenland. This is the Lavenland podcast. It's, I already said that. <laughs> Damn, I was trying a new thing. I was trying a new thing this time. But just shit all, shit all over it. Was okay, it, was, all right. You, you know, Justin, it's fine. No, yeah, go yeah, ahead. You know, it's no, no, go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, it's fine. You know, no, it's fine. Oh, you're in Lavinland. What do you do? Okay, <laughs> what do you do? All right. I fly to, to Murdoch and I kill him. How do you do that? How do you fly? I I fly. Okay, roll 3d6. (laughs) (laughs) This is how shit works here now. You don't even have 3d6. I have 3d6 right here. I fly. I rolled three ones. (laughs) No fucking way. That sounds like a success to me. Sounds like I need to make you fight something today. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, each other. Oh, God. Well, you know, probably. We We can just commentate. Yeah. This is a Lavinland podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a podcast about weird stories and weird heroes. Mm-hmm. You can find us on palespine.com, each and every one of us, including like social media stuff. Um, so last time, you guys made it to Maxwell, the so-called Wizard of the Ether. <laughs> and you got some answers, I guess, in like a weird back or, you know, backwards esoteric way um and then the moon elf that appears to be his companion and appears to go by the name of sadira and seemingly is basically like an ant to you e mm-hmm. um played a flute and you guys had a strange vision of the obsidian skinned man and learned some more backwards esoteric stuff about him um and now echo you are gently awaking awakening to the dawn um the first thing you notice as you kind of blink your eyes open is that the scene around you this grove maxwell's grove has changed dramatically during the night um for one thing you're quite comfortable not especially not having really remembered where exactly you went to bed um but you are nestled in sort of like a bowl of smooth roots 
Um, it's actually weirdly comfortable and you sort of have this view of the whole grove. You're kind of on the edge of it. Um, for one thing, the, the strange vine walls have retracted and sort of like become these basically little speed bumps of foliage that sort of, you know, rem this grove. It marks the grove, but it doesn't really protect it. Um, where the water was trickling over the rocks, now it's just this sort of rolling set of very small hills that are covered in this thick, soggy blanket of moss. Um, the antlered acolytes are all around the rim of it as well. Um, Maxwell's, I guess, followers in some sort of capacity. Uh, and they're all, you can hear them all like, clattering around with dishes and and starting fires and telling each other stories um some of them are sparring um off on the the edge of the forest including ian maxwell themselves you can see them sort of in the middle of the grove and they're just sort of like very gently trading blows and once in a while you'll see maxwell kind of take his hand and like place it somewhere firmly but like care with with great care like purposely placing his hands ease hands in different positions to kind of show him different avenues and moves um of combat of hand-to-hand combat you don't see zanira you don't see rowan um but you do also see arlo who's kind of in this bubble of uh this sort of bowl of roots as well and she's just already awake um two cups of tea sort of on her lap and she's just sort of sitting there worrying the watchtower badge that she has um, and sort of like touching at her shoulder where she apparently got hurt by a boar. Um, Herbert is still asleep in his own like separate bowl, but it looks like he's just beginning to rouse. What do you guys want to do? That's fucking sick. Um, Fuck yeah. I think he made beds for us. Made yeah. little, little cottages. That's great. So... I guess I'm training with Maxwell. Right. I want to hear about that. Okay. You guys want to get into that? Oh, no. (laughs) So he's kind of like, you guys are training blows in the typical way, Mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, very like held back more about like the moves and trying different things and experimenting different things. Mm. Um, Once in a while, he'll get a little too ahead of himself and actually like hurt you a bit. Um, (laughs) That sounds about right. This fighting is sort of, broken up by intermediate like sit downs where he's just sort of sitting at you and sort of like almost like preachy kind of like telling you different tips about not only martial combat but it also seems to sort of have this underlying like philosophy of, of course of uh spreading life and love through combat it's very strange interesting um, but you tell me what exactly are you guys doing right now thanks patrick <laughs> um i don't know I don't, uh, so I guess he has, like, a lot to learn still, so, and judging from how he fought Maxwell last time, he's forgotten a lot of it. Right. So I could imagine the first half of this training is just him trying to remember how to do things he's already learned. Gotcha. Sort of like falling out of step. Yeah. So mostly they're, you know, Maxwell will take a blow from you and then kind of step back and hmm. And so I've stroked this like weird antenna, like beetle mustache, you know, kind of look at you like around your knees and put his leg in between your legs and sort of like angle your hips in different, different, like specific angles. Because you get more of a, uh, 
more power from this as a starting position. I know you don't like to move that much. And then he kind of pulls back and just like lets you hit him again. Okay. And I guess he tries to learn like anything new from Maxwell. Hmm. But I don't know. How, how is Maxwell's fighting? Um, what do you mean by that? Do you like, mean like what's his style compared to yours? Yeah. Frenetic. Okay. Like he's definitely taught you how to use yourself, but this is a small person. Like he yeah. does rely on speed and power. Whereas gotcha. you kind of rely on like he also relies on this, but you more so lean on like the psychology of fighting, like okay. evading things and using other people's momentum against itself. Um So yeah. I I guess he would try to do try to just a little bit, do more of what Maxwell's doing. Because Maxwell's obviously very good, and he wants to get better. Really? Okay. But, yeah, but I don't know if he would actually be successful with it. Also, okay. I am so cold, I'm, like, <laughs> shaking, and I can hear my voice shaking. I'm not nervous. I'm very cold. <laughs> but it's okay. Um, I specifically want to focus on, like, doing a little what... Uh, what Maxwell is doing, but also getting faster because he told me before that I wasn't fast enough. So I can just assume that that's something he's probably still saying. Mm, mm, okay. All right. So, yeah, I think he notices you doing this for a little bit. You guys spar and you kind of like try to pick up the pace. Mm -hmm. um, roll agility. <gasps> oh, oh, nice. 19. Okay. Yeah. So you start to pick up the pace. Um, compared to what he does, it's still sloppy, but it's definitely an improvement about like what you're doing. He kind of notices this and he's just starts to very aggressively oh, like move your hand out of the way with two fingers, just like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. um, oh. and in the end of this sort of series of strikes as you're pushing out, um, with your mm -hmm. arms and sort of like going towards him and advancing and he's backing up. Um, he just sort of like puts a foot on your chest and just sort of like climbs and flips over you behind you um before you know what's happening he right. lands a couple blows on your back which don't hurt um and then just turns to face you hmm i'm trying what are you trying to do i don't know something different fast? faster maybe a little faster you said i was slow before so you were slow before when we were learning right okay well i I thought that carried over to right now as well. It does. If you're big and slow, then you shouldn't be trying to be fast. Why would you? Well, I don't know. Give it a shot. Try something different. See if I'm better at something else. Hmm. Do I do what you do? Do I go around and ask questions and try and solve mysteries for the sake of knowledge? I suppose you don't. <laughs> but I don't really... I don't... Actually, that's a very good question. What Do, do you do that? I do you know, ask questions? I know many stories, and I tell stories, and I feel stories. Um, this is what I'm good at. You stay doing what you're good at. There's All no right. reason to change just because other people happen to be better at their thing that they tend to do. You I need to thought... practice what you're good at, and eventually your good will be just as good as my good. All right. He's saying you suck. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Herbert. Play into your strengths is what I'm trying to say. In combat as well. Of course. It's all just a psychological message. And then he flicks you on the chin. That sounds about right. All right. Well, I'm going to try to... up to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, chill. I'll still try to get a little faster. 
Because I think that could be beneficial to me, at least. Do whatever you'd like to, including ignoring advice from your elders. Okay, then I will Dang. not try to get faster, and I will continue doing what I'm doing. And he sort of looks at him like, is this this the answer you're looking for? You are your own person. We're done for today. Rowan has porridge. And then he starts walking away. That's great. Perfect. I guess I will... These, these two guys are arising from their moss bowls. Yeah, what are you guys, what are you guys up to? Hmm. Um, During all that, Herbert had actually um, <clears throat> already gotten up and was, like, helping with, like, uh, the cooking aspect of camp, I guess. Right on. Okay. Yeah. So you're over there with Rowan, like, stirring this big pot of porridge um, and sort of, like... Dishing out bowls. Dishing out bowls. Um, Talking shit from across the way. Right. <laughs> Powder and cinnamon places. Mm -hmm. um, she's definitely strange um, as you're kind of like helping her do this. There's definitely like a uh, sort of a, a sway, like a heavy sway to her in terms of presence mm -hmm. um, that's similar to to what Herbert has seen of like avatars. Mm. Um and people with some sort of like spiritual blood in them. But she seems extremely, extremely natural is a word I would use. There's not really like an outward ever present like, you know, this isn't some this isn't somebody that looks like an angel walking around. No, but there's no. that same sort of like weighty divinity feeling to like her her aura and like the sense you get from how she she acts, but also from like the magic you're feeling off of her. Mm -hmm. Um but she's just very, like, calm the whole time. Sort of mm -hmm. like passing bowls and stuff. Looks down at you. Big eyes. Um, hmm. Are you, uh, are you with E? Yeah. Yeah. We walked in together. <laughs> well, right. I, I wasn't. I was past the walls when that was happening. I only saw the three of you together when when your captain came in, uh, Arlo. Yeah, yeah. I'm just... I'd say temporary traveling companion, although it's turning out to be a little bit more permanent. But yeah. You seemed a little bit dissatisfied when you said that. Ah, uh, he's not as good as the last one we had. Damn. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, I've heard a lot of good things about him. I heard he was... No, nah, never mind. Oh, no. See, I just like giving him shit every time I get a chance. So, <coughs> so far I've seen... You know, like three or four people that are their supposed family punch them straight in the face within like minutes of seeing them again. That sounds about yeah. right from what so I've heard. I'm just kind of joining in on the fun and ribbing him, you know? I I like that approach too, but I think my question is, do you actually like him? Yeah, seems capable. That's all that counts. Well, hmm. no, that's not everything that counts. But it's a little rough around the edges, a little annoying. But, you know, kinda... I like him well enough. Gives a turt nod and seems to be thinking for a second and then sort of smirks to herself and says, okay. Hey, thanks for the help with uh, with with passing out the porridge and everything. No, everybody's got to eat. If you get a little help, you'll be able to eat sooner too. Appreciate you. Um, Echo, what are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, I think she gets up and probably walks over, like, sits next to Arlo and just watches E get his shit pushed in again. Oh, my God. <laughs> And um, probably in silence for a minute. They're probably just sipping on their tea. Yeah. And uh, then she speaks up. She's, Cuties. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she just says to Arlo, basically, um, how long have you been awake? A uh, couple hours now. I uh, 
I had a really weird dream. And I don't know. I can't really remember much last night. Um, kind of looks over at E, like getting his shit pushed in, and says, I think I dislike him more now. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, um, I don't know. He already hurt me, obviously, but I didn't realize he, his whole family, you know, in an adopted sense, I guess, but I didn't realize his whole family was a bunch of heroes from the Pale War. I mean, those are people I idolize. Like, those are people, those are the foundation of the the Watchtower. I've got paintings of them on my back. And, I mean, it's surreal and it's nice and it's, it's you know, a blessing to see one of them and try to, and be able to interact with, with Maxwell and everything. But um, I just don't understand how somebody raised with people like that could be so hurtful and fucked up. <laughs> it's like, it's like my suspicions of, of disappointment were confirmed. Um, it's vastly upsetting. Well, damn. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Well, what I forget. Have Echo and Arlo talked about what happened? Not yet. Them? I didn't mm-hmm. think they had. No, no, not at all. Uh, so yeah, she says to her, "Would you mind me asking what happened between you two? I mean, yeah, ancient history. You know, um, basically, I, I was." Well, you've been in the Sunder, you know how bad it is. When I when I was first captain of, of Watchtower Harvest, I had someone get lost in the Sunder. And around the same time, I found out that his organization, um, the Black Dog and her court, they had somebody go missing too. So I, I went to meet them, which is not something that, you know, happens every day. You don't get invited into the the black dog's court in that way i mean even the location of their bases and the tunnels between them are are very secretive and um anyway point is i I went there for a meeting to find out what had happened and we more or less came to the conclusion that both of our people had killed each other accidentally they both thought they were who each of each other were looking for and they ended up killing each other which is not funny. I'm just laughing because I'm sad. Oh. Um, Sometimes this... all you can do is laugh. Absurdity of a situation. Yeah. Jesus. Mistakes happen, you know, especially out here when when we don't work together, when we don't typically tell each other what we're doing, even though we all have the same goal. I don't even understand why it's two organizations. I don't. I mean, I do. I'm, I'm, I'm very thoroughly read in, in history. But, you know, I, I don't understand why there needs to be that boundary between us where we don't tell each other anything. It leads to things like that. But point is, we're getting off track. Uh, the E thing. I stayed there for about a week in the base, and he was there too. It was right after he got back from Sandra. And uh, apparently a week was all we needed. <laughs> so that's what happened. And then he just left? He just left. Yeah, went about a week, and then he just sort of wasn't there anymore. Went to Sandra. 
Or was that after? What did you... It was after. After. Um, and it definitely felt... Definitely felt like it was on purpose. So, you know, that's what happened. Well, if it's any consolation, I'm not sure he remembers that. I'm not sure he remembers hurting you. I think that when he came back from Sandra, he was not in a good way. And I think he's still not in a good way. I'm not convinced he'll ever be in a good way. I don't understand what you're talking about. Uh, he's fucked up. He's very fucked up. (laughs) Well, yes, I know that. But I mean, you're implying that there's something that made him fucked up? Yeah, I don't know what. Well, probably the pressure of being the only one of the only children of all of these pale war heroes is, is probably something to make him fucked up but being in a bad way doesn't doesn't constitute abandoning someone that you're interested in that's not it's a it's a two-way path i would agree with you um what i'm trying to get at is he seems to be more than just fucked up from pressure seems to have holes in his recollections and his memories oh her face kind of goes slack like you think she you think there's a problem with him like <laughs> i think he probably did a lot of drugs and sandra broke his brain <laughs> uh. <laughs> the face that sex shade Oh, wouldn't, wouldn't, wow, wouldn't Maxwell, (laughs) wouldn't Maxwell know, wouldn't Maxwell heal him if that was happening? I'm not sure how he operates. You seem to know more about him than I do. Yeah, um, the, the line between spirit and person is pretty thin for him. Um, I would think that if there was a problem with his nephew, nephew? then he could probably sense it and, like, take it out with his magic hands. That's what the legends say. Magic hands. Yeah. His threads. He does use the threads. That's how they helped you. And she, like, taps her on the shoulder. Oh, yeah. Um, The animals around here are... There's something really wild about them. Um... I mean, I was just sleeping. Like, that was a big mistake. Sleeping on the ground, sure, but... No, you do what you have to do. In the middle of the night? Like, that thing was intent on killing me. It was a boar, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's how it got up to my shoulder. I was laying down asleep, and the thing stomped over and stuck me with with its horn. There's a... clean through the armor. Yikes. There's a... At least one Mortigorth here. Well, there was. She, like, kind of gags a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, We killed it. Well, then there's not a there's I mean, not there a might Mordekorth. be another one. She's, why like, smiling saying, at her. Why are you saying this? <laughs> she throws the watchtower badge at you. Oh, no. Uh, I'm going to try to catch that. Do I have to roll <laughs> <anything>? <laughs> Sure, roll agility. Yeah, roll agility. You catch it. You guys are, like, two feet apart. Um, just I probably still in, couldn't catch uh, it. 16. In, yeah, you catch it between two fingers. <laughs> and then, like, light a cigarette and do a backflip. 
and do a backflip, sick kickflip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I materialize a skateboard to <laughs> do a kickflip on it. Oh my god! That's my spell that I took last level. Um, <laughs> materialize skateboard. Yeah. For six stunts. <laughs> Welcome to Hands Ether. For six stunts, it costs twelve mana. <laughs> Welcome to Hands of Ether. Ready to get tubular? Wow. Yeah. Um. And I think she just kind of like passes that back to her, the Watchtower badge. Thanks. Um, I sort of carry it with me because I can't put it on armor. I wish there was like a metal that other metals could stick to. <laughs> what? What is that? No, like? no, that was not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, Echo's going to be like, yeah, that'd be cool. Like, she's never seen a fucking magnet. What the fuck? <laughs> Zach oh. has died. Yeah. Oh. Hacked of a God. goddamn lung. I have I, oh. <laughs> God. Nothing gets me more than that shit. Like, the fucking meta breaks. Oh, my God. All right. Back in the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Echo says, like, It'd be interesting, helpful in certain cases. Yeah. Like for badges. <laughs> what like are for we, badges. What are we doing today? Are we resting? Are we I heard something that about Eleanor is coming here and we're just standing around and like beating each other up. Is that what's happening? We're we're apparently they're telling each other stories and eating porridge. <laughs> um Herbert's running around like he's, you know, headquartermaster up here, grinning from ear to ear. Um, and he likes f- feeding people. Hmm. He likes he likes helping when we're in camps like this. I heard when I stopped by Mantles that he helped a lot in the workshop. He did. That was a uh, did Mantle fill you in on what happened there? Yeah. Speaking of which, that prisoner is uh, what's his name? Gordon. Um, he's awake. And he's raving on and on about that Zale thing. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I wish we'd had more time to interrogate him, but we had to move. I'm really worried about Zote. We're going to get the tower back. Okay. The fact that we have to get the tower back is already quite upsetting. Who the fuck wants the watchtower? It's, it's, it doesn't even watch anything. It's in the middle of the woods. We don't even have line of sight. It was more about sending a message, I think, than it was about actual tactical superiority. Like, rolls her eyes. Hmm. I think uh, their, their main goal was to kill us, kill you, kill Porter, kill Zote. Hopefully Zote ran. I'm very worried about him as well. We can't just take the tower back. I mean, that's just, that's, that means the Watchtower and the Crimson Crown are at war. And there's like literally 50 of us. There's not, we're, we're a bunch of, we're a club. (laughs) We have no authority. I mean, we used to, but I mean, we don't now. We're, we're a play toy to, to most of these people. We're, you know. We're less like officers of the law and, and more like janitors for most of these people Aww. around here nowadays. 
we're a gang. We're just a gang. Just like the Crimson Crown is a gang. Oh, you can compare it to the Crimson Crown all you want, but we know there's a difference. I know there's a difference, certainly. I'm just saying their gang is better, bigger and better than ours. I mean, we don't have anybody official on our side. What are we going to do? Just keep killing Crimson Crown until they stop coming to attack the tower? There's so many of them. There's so many people that were that were mean and and angry at the the Emerald Crown or the spirits or whatever that that fell under that uh, that king, Alamander. There's so many of them. Herbert is determined to put a stop to so-called King Alamander. And I think he'll do whatever he needs to do to accomplish this. My suggestion is maybe we can help the Emerald Crown in some way, intel, whatever. Maybe we can align ourselves with the Emerald Crown and help them push back. Because I've seen what Alamander's capable of, what he wants to do, and what his people are capable of and want to do, and it's not pretty. He's not the right choice for anything on the East Coast right now. We fucked up in Tail Swap. <laughs> we <laughs> fucked up very badly. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, she doesn't know about any of this. Oh, yeah, no, oh, no just <laughs> rip that fucking Band-Aid off. Um, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do a shot, guys. <laughs> and he did a shot. That's not a lie, guys. That yeah, he's drinking. Drink, 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 drink. <laughs> we were in Tail Swamp, as I'm sure you remember. We went on that contract, right? Yeah. Um, it was. She kind of like winces. An assassination. <laughs> Oh. That we didn't end up following through on. Oh? Yeah. You know, when I say it, it sounds really bad. I mean, assassination, that's a word. Like, killing bad people. I mean, I told you you'd be doing that kind of stuff. Um, Are you familiar with Vivin Vexer of the Crimson Crown? Yes, I am familiar with Vivin Vexer. He was the target. And honestly, we couldn't we couldn't get a good opportunity for it because it turns out Alamander was there. Everybody fucks up. If you were expecting like some sort of backlash, I got wounded by a boar last night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle of the woods. Um, all my people are all over the place. I'm not really in a position to reprimand you. Um, I don't even have like my desk or anything. You have your the paintings, desk is though. What makes the All the write-ups are back there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the pink slips. The yeah. paintings are a very small part of me. But point being, um, everybody fucks up, and this is a this is a to, this this year has seemed to be just filled with fuck ups that are beyond our control. So I'm I'm really not too concerned with you fucking up for the first time ever. 
Um, but I am Edgar kind of snorts a little bit at the first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> like all these flashbacks. To like <laughs> <laughs> just like looking at her, she's literally covered in old wounds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or we could just start with the very beginning of this podcast, floating down a river unconscious. Yeah. Hey, I, somebody dragged me out of that river. That Whose did. mistake was that? Yeah, yeah she was a waterfall. Yeah, <laughs> just friend. leave her in there. <laughs> Let her drown. Um, <laughs> then we won't have to record all this stupid shit. Um, <laughs> At least not with Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just dies and we're just, you're exited. Like, I'm the audio engineer. You um, can't, no, you're done. You're fired. You lost your character. You're fired. fired. That's how it works. Just Exile. so you guys know, this is yep. podcast Hunger Games. If you Voted die, off the island. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you die in the podcast, you, you die, 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 die in real life. life. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but she says, I am very concerned about getting some porridge, though, and gets up and starts walking across the field. Yeah, I mean, Echo goes with her. What do you guys want to do now? Eat porridge. And, uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Eat porridge. Eat porridge. Um, what, what, are you, what are you guys doing? Are you guys sort of wandering around the camp separately? Or are you sticking together? Can as long I pray like, on you guys while you're by yourselves? As long as there's something to do for as far as, like, breakfast goes, Herbert's going to be involved with that, either helping prepare, helping serve, or helping clean up. Is there, like, an obvious place that's, like, the dining area right now? No. It's most... the woods. What the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> there might be a, a, a spot that people are congregating Zach in. Zach forgot to describe the pavilion area. <laughs> there might like be a congregation in the middle. of people eating. <laughs> um, I mean, there is definitely a congregation. It's like a loose congregation. It seems like there's a bunch of like cliques that have formed where these antlered acolytes are, are in like groups of like three to six, and they're all sort of like clustered together. But mostly, they're they're at the far like northern rim of the grove. They're all just kind of hanging out. Maxwell is not. He is um, sort of closer to the center still, and like sitting on a stump and just sort of like watching over the crowd as they eat, talk, tell stories. Um, here's here's a question I have had, but I keep forgetting to ask. How many of the antlered acolytes are there? You'd say there's probably about 15 or 20. Okay. Do they look to have, like, any rank? Like, do some of them seem like they've been here longer than others? Does it seem like this is an active thing, like he takes in people? Um, you don't know about how they get here, but in terms of, like, a rank... Um, there's definitely some like Bo and Rowan that that seem to have like an air of authority to them. Um, like they're typically the ones telling stories, quote unquote. Gotcha. Um, okay. And like you'll see the motion with two fingers once in a while. And like some people will go off and do something. You can't really figure out what they're doing, but they'll like get together and like look down and sort of like mess with stuff, mess with bundles of canvas and stuff. Okay. Um, it's Bo and Rowan and somebody with a – set of antlers on like a little circlet with like a red ribbon around their their eyes um looks like an older guy like big wild black beard human okay and you guys are just uh, my question is are we together you guys off wandering doing things i i would think that echo and arlo probably got their food from herbert yeah 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 Mm -hmm. probably Unless y'all wandered off. I mean, like, Herbert probably struck up some sort of small conversation with you while he's, you know, volunteering. That's what I was about to say is, like, does Herbert just, like, fuck off and keep passing out food? Or do we have, like, a little congregation now of the... (coughs) Just hanging around the porridge bowl? Arlo. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hang, yeah. Hanging around, having that porridge ball talk. Mm-hmm. Hey, Carver. How you doing? Uh, you know, pretty good. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's a, it's a better answer than I thought I'd get. Um, thanks for the porridge and the sausage. This is actually quite good. Uh, out, of, out of character? Is this Arlo talking to him? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Sorry. I just okay. jumped right in, man. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, sorry to make that, uh, you know, that little bit of a quip as soon as you got here and handed me my, uh, my message in a bottle. But, uh, <laughs> you really spies the fuck out of me. It's like, I didn't expect y'all to, uh, make it this far, I guess. Not, oh, just not, me? Not, not, not dying, but leaving the tower, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. It's pretty tough for me to get out of the tower. Um, but I'm glad I surprised you and I'm glad that I got a quip. Um, I'm also extremely glad for this porridge. This is very good. Is there maple in this? I did not cook it. Oh. <laughs> I stirred. That was who, about it. Who cooked it? Is, was it the freakish dough woman? The one? freakish dough woman! Yeah, it was her. She's all right. Hmm. Okay. She's, she's strange. She's very strange. You she seems nice. Does she? Yeah. Okay, well, that's she all I need to you. know. You, oh. you, you had a magic monkey in your office. <laughs> Something I've never seen in my entire life, and all of a sudden, that's weird. Magic monkeys are par for the course. Are they? I don't Um, think they are. I've never seen one. Are you here now? Oh, shit. I'm here. I'm here. Hi, Fuckhead. How are you? Oh, hey. Doing good. How's your shoulder? You know, it was um, destroyed by a boar's tusk. Which is still ridiculous. What do you mean by ridiculous? I don't know. Just a boar of all things. Hmm. As opposed to what? Nothing. You know, I thought I had some salt over here that I could probably give either one of you. <laughs> what did you say? For his eyes? Absolutely. Please pass it over. <laughs> Echo asked me, have you ever, like, tangled with a boar? Um, no, I haven't. Well, let me, okay, let me be clear about this. Because, I don't know, I, uh, this is, just, I'm just going to sound like a kiss ass now. But, I don't know, I just thought you could handle sort of, like, anything. And then a boar, of all things, is what gets you in the shoulder. Wow, a compliment. Mm-hmm. Trying to get a badge from me? Nope. To give you the news, um, you always sound like a kiss ass. Oh, so. thank you. Well, I mean, I'm doing something right then. Either right? a kiss ass or completely on the opposite end of that spectrum. Right. And that's honestly, very true. Yeah. I'm quite well, shocked that you've never saying. tangled with a boar. I mean, you smell like them, so I just assumed wow. that you were around them all the time. No. <clears throat> I mean, we're. It's probably just a fable. Do you want some porridge? I already have porridge. She looks down at your porridge bowl. Hmm. <laughs> Echo's just like <laughs> Echo's just grinning. I wasn't expecting to drink this early, but fuck me, I don't have to start. What drinking. time is it? It is time uh, to drink. It's it's a couple hours after dawn, so it's like a little bit before noon. Holy shit! It is time to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Ten a.m. Time to drink. Yeah. Five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> it's not. Time I don't know. Does does Lavender have time zones? Nope. <laughs> no, that's not. So Lavender's not round, is what you're saying. It yeah, it's is. flat. Oh god, it's flat. It is We're not doing this. Flat. It's actually egg-shaped. Yep. How do you know that? You told me. You don't know I shit. I built this fucking world with you. You, you, Everyone had a part, but you don't know shit. Egg-shaped? What are you talking about? Yeah, so it was egg-shaped. Here's, here's Whatever, what this think. is not I relevant. Think I think it's like a bowl. <laughs> really? I think it's like a Mobius strip. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> Well, fortunately, you guys are a bunch of dumb peasants with clubs, so I don't have to worry about you ever finding out. Um, Big night dot. Big night dot. (laughs) Justin gave me this cape to keep me warm. I did. Yeah, I've got a very regal in it. Yeah. 
fear me. It's like a like I'll a small pictures of it later on our Instagram. Small neck hole poncho made out of jersey material. Um okay. Okay. finishes working on something. She's been like making something real quick. What are you working on? And she holds it up and she asks Arlo, Can I have your watchtower badge? Uh yeah. I'll Hands it over to you. And uh she's made like a like a it looks like a necklace almost. Cause that's what it is. And she like ties it to the top tier of the tower. Oh no. And hands that to Arlo. She takes it and kind of like holds it out with her. She's very lithe, you know, just kind of holding it out, like dangling it and like looking at it. I'm like, why did you do this? I don't know. You seemed like you wanted to wear it instead of carrying it. Oh my gosh, I can wear it like this, can't I? Mm-hmm. She kind of puts it around her neck. Oh, this is going to end up probably strangling me to death. <laughs> <laughs> she looks at it. It's like a thin, like leather, like leather thong, you know, so it's, it'll probably, she says, it'll probably snap, you know, if it gets caught on something. Thank you so much. She just like nods and I think blushes and then walks away. Oh, yes. There it is. <laughs> Wait, hold up. I thought you guys were an actual couple. Are you not together? How do you mean together? Like with boars? Like with pigs? <laughs> like a couple, you know? Yeah, like a uh, couple badasses. <laughs> I just look at Herbert and it's like, well, shit, they're a couple. <laughs> That's how that works. They're cute. We'll see how that goes. Anyways, I have a question for you if you're not busy. Herbert just kind of... Looks at the bowl in his hands. It's like halfway empty. He's like, eh, no, no, not really. All right, yeah. We'll continue eating the porridge. Mm-hmm. Um. So, well, you know, this is a place where you share stories and things like that. <laughs> and I was just interested in, um, you know, your your mutiny story. How hey, is one. is there is there more to that? Were there people with you that you lost? And well, that I know it's uh, a personal question. It, I'm just uh, curious. Also, uh, about as far back as I can remember, you know, I was still pretty much a kid. You know, like twenty five, twenty six. No, right. no, I was where's? Gosh, oh, 35, 40, maybe. So I'm guessing you might have lost a parent or a close friend? Yeah, prior to that. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with the, the mutiny. Oh, all right. Well, I don't know. I just figured that... Yeah, I ended up on the uh, on this basic, you know, slave labor prison ship after uh, <clears throat> my father and I got accused of trying to kill someone on the uh, the docks of Muncholia, the dock boss, and... Uh, that fuck uh, pulled his dirty strings and uh, beat my father to death and put me on a boat. That's quite the story. Yeah, and then uh, I was on that boat for 15, 20 years. Jesus. I guess uh, the fact that I was short and uh, handy, you know, uh, kept me alive a little bit longer than everybody else. So we always help out? I guess, maybe. Well, that was kind of how I was, you know, picked up when I was a kid. Hmm. You know, just helping out where I can. 
making people's lives a little bit better. Just curious. Hmm. Yeah. So, what do you what do you think about this doorknob business? What do, do I think? think about it? Yeah, just to quickly change the subject away from your depressing past. Yeah, well, you know, you, you, pick at, you pick at the scabby pots and yeah, it's a little depressing. It but, is, you yeah. Know, there's lots of good good, good points too. But uh, I think that the whole doorknob thing is just absolute fucking fantasy. Like, it's, it's ridiculous, uh, but it's very real. It's hard to process sometimes, you know, thinking about this idea of these, you know, world-building concepts, you know, like... All of everything's connected by this string, and this string all happens to be knotted up like a fucking, you know, just a fucking wad Ball of, of yawn. like life or souls or some shit. And somebody put it behind a door. <laughs> like what? It's it's fantastic. I mean, not not in a great way, but yeah, no, it's fan it's fantastical in the sense of it really shouldn't exist, but it does. I guess it does, yeah. So, you didn't know anything about, you know, strings of ether or anything like that prior to this? I mean, I'd heard this and that about it, but I'd never really seen any you know, strong, compelling evidence towards it, you know? All right. Um, you know, people, you know, especially people in bars, people on boats, you know. Yeah, just People talking. on docks, they, they spend, you know, they spend the time telling stories. Gossip. And sometimes they're, Yeah. Sometimes it's uh, first-hand accounts that are true, and sometimes it's just, you know, someone's <laughs> weaving a yarn, you know? <laughs> All right. You know, just just wondering, because... Why? What do you think about it? Uh... Well, I mean, I obviously think it's true, because you've got the pieces there that have to be something, you know, to something powerful. They're old and strange and unlike anything I've ever seen. So they have to be to something... Also strange and old and powerful and unseen or whatever like that, but we have it. Well, you guys have it, so. But it's got to be like a little, little different for you. I mean, if Maxwell is weird out the fuck is uh, is your uncle. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's got to be a little bit more concrete for you. <laughs> well, I mean, the strings are concrete. Obviously. I mean, he showed you them. We know they're real. But the door... I don't know. It seems too good to be true. Just open up a door and everything's there. Well, I don't... I mean, we, I still think we have a loose idea of what everything behind the door yeah, that's is. that's true. Yeah. Do you think there's a certain place that you have to, you know, I guess, put the doorknob to open the right door? So far, my best guess was that tower that we were just in and just down the road. I think it's got a key? Uh, well, if we've got tumblers, we have a doorknob. I mean, like, key is the most ne like logical step. I think we're going to have to get an actual door, I don't too. think we're going to have to build planks or anything like that. Like, who's going to fucking carry around a door? Like, the doorknob's basically, to me, like... We're opening doors to all these fucking places. It was a bad idea, but so far we've opened that incomplete and just managed to open doors to random places. I don't think there's any spot that you have to do it, but honestly, that tower that we in just a little mm. bit ago, a couple, I guess, two days ago now. Two days ago, yeah. Hmm. Or maybe there's like weaker versions out there 
That, like, I could see that being a thing. A, like a community head of some sort, or an organization, and maybe the, like the the big head honcho had like the main doorknob. Or... <laughs> it's a weird thing to carry around, but you know. That tower is older than a lot of things, so I think we're looking for a previous civilization even before Thaki. I mean, this is all something we're going to have to look up in Greenwick. I hardly know even what, like, a Thaki are. Like, I've heard about it, but I, I think I've maybe been in, like, a ruin once or twice. Okay, well, let me sum it up for you. You know what elves are? Well, yeah. Okay, so imagine they're blue, and the skulls are really fucking tall, and they're way more intelligent than actual elves are right now. And, uh... I mean, your average elf isn't that, isn't that bright. Well, some of, some of the high elves can be pretty smart. <laughs> but... So, basically, they're like that, and then they built a lot of weird shit, and then meddled with the Shadowfell, and that's why they're not here anymore. That's uh, really all you gotta mess with. Out of context, like, I completely forgot that we actually spent time in this podcast yeah. going deep into it on a Thaki Ruin, and he pulled shit out of it. I was... Anyways, moving on. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. You, there's it's, there's one thing exploring and then another thing knowing. No, yeah. So. No. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're almost all gone. I think they are... If they're that old and we don't see them on a daily basis, they can't hardly be around anymore. You'd think that. I've not Once, seen one. Well, okay, all right. And if so, it's like a race of people, you'd think well, that you'd hear or see more of them. You know, <laughs> Lavendlin has a funny way of making you think that everything's gone and then it's not gone. And not you realize, wrong. oh, it's just a lich up in a tower or something that sends me mechanical parts every weekend. You know, it's a, it's a weird one. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, okay. We yep. get that. Now you, uh, mm, it's strange. Also... We all had the same dream, right? Maybe? Oh, we were we talking dream? about after we drank that uh, that punch. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty wild. It felt like I'd reach out and touch that shit as it was going on. Didn't want to, because that felt like it could have been bad. I would have gotten involved, hmm. and then it would have been a bad trip. Oof. Maybe we should try that next time. I think I'm going to need a minute. Before I do that again? How long is a minute? Like, this evening? Because chances are he's going to do this again. We don't have the full story. Well, it feels like there's more productive things to do right now than just fucking sit around in the woods and trip with a bunch of fucking antler people. (laughs) Okay, you're right. (laughs) You, um... What else are you going to do today? Wander around? Make more porridge? Ah, uh, porridge is breakfast. Well, porridge can also be for lunch. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> How fucking dare you? <laughs> porridge twice a day? Wait, that's illegal. What are we, <laughs> what are we peasants? <laughs> well, uh, so Echo, yes. what are you doing? Yeah, I was going to say, where did Echo go? And where did Arlo go? Well, that's that's the question. Where did Arlo go? Arlo is sort of walking around the rim of the grove and just sort of like checking out the tree line and kind of getting a feel for the area that that she's in. She didn't really have a lot of time to check it out. Um, so she's getting she's getting accustomed to it kind of like you guys did yesterday. Um, so she definitely seems like she's often doing her own thing at this point. Um, 
Zanira, the the moon elf, um, has arrived back in camp, and she's sort of near the center of the grove again, um, talking with Maxwell for a moment, and then she seems to go and attend to um, some like books and papers that are set out. She's sort of like stooped, um, sort of like squat, and using a stump um, to like write things down and sift through them. Maxwell's just hanging out by himself. That sounds about right. Yep. Um, I mean, first thing is she's going to do a little little blood invocation. Oh, just okay. Just, you know, your morning blood invocation. Yeah. yeah. Just like your morning cup of joe. Yeah, she yeah, just, ahead. like, scrawls a little circle in the dirt. and You, you know the score at this point. She's in the middle of the woods right now, so she's got everything she needs to... Right. So let's While add she's HP. doing that, I'm going to invade her privacy, and I'm going to go seek out Echo, wherever the fuck she is. Good. If you're not doing anything. And she's over there at the eastern rim of the woodland. There. Sick. Pretty, or the grove. So she's pretty close. I rolled a three. Yeah, that's pretty good. We're good. For so now I've I. got 26 HP for the day. Wow. It's fucking show off over here. <laughs> are you doing anything else, or are you just standing there? Um, I don't know. I was going to say she's going to get up and go walk over to Maxwell, but do you get there first? Yeah, I intercept you. <laughs> Grab you by the arm and say, hey, um. Tackle. Quick, like, <laughs> quick question. Well, I guess it's not a quick question. It's an intricate question about who you are as a person. Uh, so if you're not busy. She just stares at you. Great. I didn't think you had uh, anything in mind, except probably talking to other people. But, um, so, what's your oldest scar? She, like, looks up, like she's, like, counting, thinking. Hmm. Probably. She, she looks very, like, lost in thought. She says it's either... This one, and she like touches the the snake bite scar mm-hmm. that's on her chin, or it's uh, this one, and she like pulls up the armor, mm-hmm. and there's like a gouge in her side. Are you just completely covered in scars? I mean, quite a bit, yeah. You just don't seem like a reckless person. So, well, I mean, you're pretty reckless, <clears throat> but <laughs> but you you're careful. Reckless, if I could categorize that. Sometimes you have to be reckless to survive. You have to move, act now, don't think about it, act quickly. So who are you looking for, you know, in the monolith area? No. Okay, but... (laughs) Just, Just a little, a little something? I mean... We are going to, um, if I'm remembering a map correctly, it should be on the way to Greenwick, or a little bit above Greenwick, if you want to stop there beforehand. Or if it's going to be a whole ordeal, we could just forget about it. But we're going to be in the area. That's a bridge to cross when we get there. I'll give you this. Somebody I've never met before. Okay. 
Utelli's like thinking and like trying to connect See all that, of like, these galaxy strings. Brain yeah, equations. Exactly. Like like a parent or another sibling or a grandparent or something. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of who would be important to you. And family seems not very important, but you also don't seem like you have a lot of friends since you've been living in the woods for a while, right? Just, that, I mean that to no offense. Just lit a cigarette and it's just like <laughs> staring at you. I swear to God. Maxwell's here then. Woo. Oh no. <laughs> he is like by, by you. By me, Echo? Yeah. And she, she kind of like taps on your shoulder and like motions two fingers to his lips. <laughs> hmm. uh, she, she pulls out a cigarette and hands it to him. Oh, That's great. She's going to have to make more of these soon. <laughs> he lights it with his finger, like glows red hot and then kind of like, uh, hmm. <clears throat> Sorry, am I interrupting something? I mean... No. Not really, because she's not saying anything, so there's nothing to interrupt. What do you put in these? Uh, you know, that's something that we, me and you, Zach, should have talked about. What, What is in her <laughs> weird cigarettes from California the woods? California poppy? I, 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 I don't roll them. I don't roll them. Um, I mean, there's almost assuredly sink root in there. Okay. Almost assuredly some sink root. A little bit of sink root, probably a little bit of hucka leaf. Yes. Rose petals? Mm, maybe. Maybe. It's probably just, each one's probably different. Mm. I, I mm. imagine it was like 75% just straight dirt. Good <laughs> <laughs> mm, old dirt, dirt. Yeah, cigarette. Echo just smokes <laughs> dirt. How do you roll these poop cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she tells Maxwell, honestly, just whatever I can find. Hmm. As long as I have some sink root, normally works out. Hmm. Okay, I- I'll leave. <laughs> no, says, it's I all have right. some sink root cigarettes. Just straight sink root. This is adequate and satisfactory. Okay. okay. Just like, don't know how to, she doesn't know how to talk to him. You kids have fun. <clears throat> Walks away. Old man. Uh, e turns back to you and sort of motions like, please God say something. Um, she taps where she showed you that gouge mm-hmm. on her side. She says, take a guess. It's a fucking boar, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 You ever fought a boar? No, I haven't. I talked to you about God, that I am setting myself up to get mauled by a fucking <laughs> boar guy. <laughs> it's going to happen. You're, you're shit talking. Oh, yeah. In the middle of the night. Why is everyone, I didn't even realize, why yeah. is everybody getting mauled by boars? <laughs> Maxwell's just going to turn into a boar <laughs> next time you pass out. Oh, oh God, I can feel my blood pressure rising. <laughs> they're mean. Okay, I get that they're mean. The point was that Arlo never gets fucking hit by anything. And that, and just a small little boar instead of like a group little? of crimson crowns. Okay, seen a boar. fine. Okay, they're fucking massive. Whatever. The size of an alligator. They're big. <laughs> they're big and they're it's mean not and they're the smart. Point. They're smart. And they're vindictive. Okay. Emphasis dick. <laughs> <laughs> Also, as a side note, since we're not sharing any information, um, I do have a map to Greenwick. And second of off, second of off, that's not even a fucking <laughs> third of off. Um, second off, 
Um, do you wanna, if you, you know, you're not gonna use your mana for the rest of the day, do you wanna, like, prick my finger and see if you can recover any more memories? We can do that, yeah. If it's, you're not busy. I'm interested in getting to the bottom of that, so yeah. I appreciate that. It's not that I just am not telling you things for the sake of not telling, like, it's just not important. Not right now. All right. Well, if it becomes important, will you talk about it? It's a bridge we'll cross when we get there. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Just... I get the feeling that you're not used to not getting what you want. It's not necessarily that. It's more of... Why wouldn't you... Oh, this is going to sound hypocritical. <laughs> why wouldn't what you share... The... Why wouldn't you just share the information if we're going that way? If if there's some way I could help you out in finding whoever you're looking for in the monolith area, then I would like to do that for you because it would be incredibly helpful to me. I appreciate that. That was probably the most sincerely nice thing you've said since meeting you. Oh, well, there we go. Probably won't happen again. I don't think until we get there that I'll need help. I'm still processing it. I'm still thinking about it. All right. And I'm not sure that I want to put those words out into the world just yet. I can understand that. Also, can you scry on people? Yes. Why don't you scry on whoever you're looking for? Uh, don't really have the things that I need to do so. What do you need for that? Uh, I mean, I can try without, with just, and she... Like, reaches in her bag and holds up that mirror. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you need? Normally I need something that belongs to them. Like that note? That you have? From Mantle? Didn't Mantle write that note? Yeah. Oh, shit. No. Yeah. I thought that, I thought that whoever you're looking for wrote it. My bad. Nah, Mantle wrote that note. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you're talking about the note that she wrote, like... Giving me directions where to go. Gotcha. Yeah. Right, okay, right. sorry, my bad. I thought that was something that was written by whoever you're looking for. Nope. Um, she says, normally it helps if I have something that belongs to the person. But I can always try. All right, well, you know, it's just just a suggestion. Or a question, I guess. She holds up, she like reaches in her bag again and holds up a vial of water. Mm-hmm. She goes, I wonder if this still counts as Adrian's blood. Well, it's Just water. apropos of nothing, because you weren't fucking there for that. No, I was not. <laughs> That's water. It is now. It was Adrian's blood. Adrian, your sister? Mm-hmm. So, maybe I could scry on her. See where she's at. That could be beneficial. Could be beneficial, because she's probably going to try to kill all of us. Oh, nice. But she's also uh, traveling with uh, this uh, Murdoch fellow, Murdoch. right? That's mm -hmm. right. So Finally got a name for that fucker. Dream. Yes. Hmm. Do you know anything about what we saw there? Yeah. What do you not know? Well, I know that he's a moon elf. Mm-hmm. I know that I saw other moon elves, and I saw him betray them. I guess. So, all the Moon Elves live in the Lunar Lord jungle, 
which is in Odithia, which is the next continent over. You ever traveled to Odithia? No. All right. Well, you should. I think you'd like it. Um, we may or have probably to. not. Ooh. Why do you say that? I mean, this is all leading to Moon Elf. Hmm. Stranger things have happened. You've read books, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, but anyways, um, they all live in the jungle, and they made this pact with phoenixes a long time ago that every time they die, they Which come... Which I guess they... are real? Yep. Hmm. He broke all the eggs. He did. Recently, though... Well, this is, this is more of a hypothesis. Um, <laughs> based on... Really not a lot of facts, so bear with me. But recently, um, well, I guess not too recently, there was a drug, you know, Sunset. Uh, it was right. made in Odithia by the albatross to kill magic wielders, and it was made with phoenix feathers. And I guess nobody thought that was fucking interesting or that it mattered, and... Something happened, you know, whatever, sunset ran out. Well, now it's fucking back. So to me, that means, okay, they found more phoenix feathers or... Or it could be synthetic in some way. <laughs> yes, but still, I mean, there's no way of really knowing. I guess unless you found whoever made it. But I don't know. I thought they've always existed because of the stories and everything. But anyways, well, I'm getting really one, off track. It's one thing to believe something exists and then have it shown to you by a <laughs> antlered wizard of the ether. And a moon elf. And a moon elf. I didn't even know what moon elves were until a few months ago. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose I've sort of grown up with a lot of that knowledge seen as <laughs> basic knowledge, but it's really not. You're a child of the heroes of the Pale War. Yeah, let's let's move on from that. Um, but they made... So the Moon Elves made a pact with all the phoenixes, and they come back, they help people, whatever the fuck, you know. There's only like 30 of them now. I think there's like 15, 13, I don't know. But uh, Morgul, the, the other... The phoenix that Murdoch was traveling with... Right. Now that we know, is called... Uh, Morgal the Betrayer, because he didn't give up his ability to come back to life, to the Moon Elves. And I suppose he's still out there? Well, he was stricken like Murdoch was. Mm -hmm. Do you think he's as mad as Murdoch? Probably. Because Murdoch's insane. I still have, yet to, still have yet to meet this guy. He's smart. He's insane. And he's very dangerous. And again, it's one thing. I know that I've told you how dangerous he is repeatedly. It's one thing to be told and to hear stories. It's another to have it in your face. Hopefully we can find what we're looking for on Greenwick. Hopefully, hopefully we uh, don't have to trek across the sea and find their home. 
I... If we kill him, he's just going to show back up there, isn't he? In that, that I don't, furnace. I don't think he's going to show back up in their woods. In their jungle. I wonder where he shows back up. I wonder where he, you know, burns into existence again. I suppose that's something to look into. Definitely. What quick question? <clears throat> yeah, is Arlo watching this conversation? Um, no, you don't see her. Okay. Because uh, I can just imagine how pissed <laughs> she'd be getting. Yeah, maybe she's already seen it. Maybe she's, she's uh, gonna run a wall, run off, stab you to death. In the right, well, of the you night. know. <laughs> <laughs> so you and Arlo are pretty cute. How long has that been going on? I'm gonna set you on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, you know, just uh, <laughs> just that, an observation. That is not a hollow threat. <laughs> and I, I know this. <laughs> certainly didn't feel like it. Uh, I thought you were sort of already together and a couple, but I guess you're not. You're working on that? She's just staring at you. She's just boring a hole right through your skull. And her face is red as hell. Oh, you're getting, you're getting a little red there. She hexes you. <laughs> <laughs> so what go ahead it, and take what, uh, note that you have one less action. So what, what does a hex feel like and how long does it last? I'll tell you, uh, it lasts as long as she wants it to. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's like your bones hurt. So the, what you're feeling is just sick. <laughs> That's uh, that's the chief thing is like sick to your stomach, um, anxious. Okay, so nothing has changed. <laughs> I guess not. It's more so than usual. More yeah. so than usual. Did you do something to me? Maybe. She like thinks she goes, probably, and then it kind of passes. I mean, be honest, didn't really mean to. It just kind of happened. It just kind of happened out of pure embarrassment and rage. Yes, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good power. So, do, do you want to? Um, sorry, I'm interrupting <laughs> something. Obviously, since you're now angry at me again, and no, I, was, I was angry momentarily, cursed me of some sort. The hex has ended. By the way, you do have both okay. your actions. Now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> If if you're not doing anything else, do you want to do this weird blood thing right now, or do you rather do it later when you're like tripping out on drugs or something like that? <laughs> uh, well, let's not do it like too late, but I think it can wait a little while. Cool. Just let me know whatever you apparently need in my blood for things. Okay. And she walks over towards Maxwell. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um, he's in the center of the grove, where that <laughs> pile of rocks, where the the fountain like trickles out of. The rocks themselves are not covered in the moss. Um, they sort of like sprout from it. So that's like the only thing, this little cairn trickling with fresh water. Um, it's the only thing in the middle of the grove um, beyond Maxwell himself. Um, he's got his helmet off, which is a sight. Like you look up to go in, in that direction, and his helmet's off. And he's holding it in his hands, um, that sort of like bulbous avian-like helmet with the antlers out and the, the leather fringes um, turned away from you. You can see his hair is, like, very long and, like, 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't so far as to call it curly, but very like tangled. Um, it definitely looks like weirdly boyish. Um, yeah. So you walk over there. He's still smoking the cigarette and kind of looking down at the helmet. You can see the, the, the leaf eye patch pressed against the side of his face. Um, he's turned and seen me. Yeah. He turns in and looks you in the eye. She, uh, she kind of like, um, are you, are you available to talk? Oh yes. Why wouldn't I be? No, uh, don't know. Might be busy. What do you want to talk about? I had a couple of curiosities. You get, it kind of smiles and like it's, it definitely seems innocent at first and then sort of spreads across like a Cheshire grin. Um, okay. First question is uh, pretty simple. You were alive through the Pale War. Hmm. You, uh, you fought in the Pale War. Hmm. <laughs> Big hmm. Big hmm. Can't really tell if he's confirming or denying this. Of course. Uh, my friend Arlo over there, she knew who you were from stories. Yes, I am known to sprout up on stories here and there. How old are you? I'm 26. <laughs> Does he look 26? Absolutely not. She like kind of cocks her head. How old are you? And he leans in. Jesus Christ. She like leans away a little bit and says, 28. Whole life ahead of you. I mean, I guess. Hmm. You're 26, but you were supposedly in the Pale War. Yes, I'm about 100 years old. Okay, I think I follow. <laughs> Other question is, uh, what can you tell me about the Phoenix? His one eye like kind of flares at this and you can see like the pupil dilates in a way that's sort of reminiscent to E. Um, but, you know, obviously not a bloodline trait. Those are not really related. Um, his eyes kind of darken and um, he sort of mellows out for a second. So there's just like this gap where you see these expressions sort of happen on his face, almost like a story of its own. Um, and then he says... Not much. What do you mean? The one that we saw last night. Ah, specifically, I see. Morgal the Betrayer is a set of words that finds itself upon many lips throughout the world. Um, all of which never seem to make too much progress into what his motivations were, what he really did to betray the moon elves and his fellow phoenixes. They just know that a long time ago, there was a phoenix, Morgal the Betrayer. I know a lot of things about Morgal the Betrayer, but if you're looking for the truth, that's not something I think I could necessarily offer you. You know the stories. I know the stories. Hmm. Well... Do you think that Morgal is going to be a problem? I think that although all stories are not truthful, each story 
is the most honest way to truly understand something. What I saw last night when I drank of the herbs and Zanira told her story using the ether itself was a creature who was confused but also truly cared. He thought he was helping people. He thought he was helping us. It doesn't sound like a betrayer to me. Do I think he's going to be a problem? No, probably not much as this fucking dragon. <laughs> yeah, it'll, yeah. <clears throat> dragon. It gets worse. She like leans in a little bit. Last night, after experience what we experienced together, I did some listening to the night, as I often do. And I heard some tales on the wind. I don't know about the dragon. Zael Dross, that old word which means dragon, is something to go on. Um, I know I've just been sensing something large and powerful a little northeast of here, near the monolith. Last night, around the same area, I felt two more presences. The way they feel, they're old, dark, like the pale. So I have a hunch that your Murdoch may have two giants with him. Ugh. Echo, like, looks down to the ground. She says, I've never seen a giant. Well, they're not pale. Like the moon elves, the pale are sort of a precursor to the giants. The giants are hostile, volatile. Their older instincts from being born of the pale are still maintained, but with an intelligence of mortal inbreeding and strange rituals have bent their mind. It is something to fear, certainly. A predator that is just as smart as us. A natural predator, might I might I say. This is uh these are things designed to, to destroy us, what we are. So it is cause for concern. It's uh not something I wanted to hear, but probably something we needed to hear. If you go to Greenwick, find a way to kill moon elves in the cunning folks library, then it probably will be of no consequence. I would imagine if you can kill a moon elf pretty easily, um, you would be able to kill these giants. You would think. Um, I have another question. Of course. She kind of thinks for a second and she says, uh, he was uh, Murdoch. He was, I saw him. I scried on him. Uh, a while back through the eyes of one of his henchmen. Yes. And uh, he was reading from a a book, it looked like. Hmm. Yes. Uh, it was a pretty thick red book. He kind of looks off into the tree line for a second. And you can almost hear like something rustling in there. And he looks back to you. When Murdoch first came to Yaddle, when he washed up on the 
far eastern shore. He had been cast into the sea by his brothers and sisters in arms, you see. And uh, when he first arrived, he found an amphitheater, old cracked thing covered in vines and foliage. And there a tribe of gnomes upheld the arts of poetry and orating. They were a bardic order. One with the rare value of ether and nature and life and love. A codified thing. Uh, virtues and tenets that they, they lived by. And Murdoch saw that they were more or less good people and something about it bothered him. He had already been twisted and lost and abandoned by his race and now cursed his mind, bent just as badly as the pale. He saw the gnomes and he killed most of them. The order did survive. It was a terrible atrocity. He killed most of them, but they did fight blade and word against him and survived. The first thing he did once he escaped the prison most recently, was to make sure he re-stamped out that order of gnomes and killed them all. Apparently there was something of value. I've heard his mad ramblings on the wind, so I'm sure that you've heard uh, those, those ramblings as well. He's spouting that poetry amongst the ash of the people he killed. Apparently he found some value in the poems that they wrote as a tool. The moral of the story is that you have an ally. One survived. I hope we run into him. You probably won't. <laughs> Fuck you, Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bud. Well, firstly, he's quite small being a gnome, and he's hard to uh, uh, spot. Um, secondly... Um, I would imagine he, although would be allied to you, would probably be terrified and having gone into hiding, um, regressed into old primordial ways, lost all knowledge of the poems, and uh, eventually after all this is long after all of this has reached its conclusion, will die in a cave somewhere alone as a hermit. Oh. Or he may show up at the last moment and save the three of you from some sort of horrible disaster, like, a, let's say, an angry giant. Who's to say? This fuck face. God. I'm excited for the future tales, however. <laughs> we have to kill Murdoch. Yes. <laughs> we have to. Yes. Uh, she just like shakes her head, like kind of rubs her eyes. Yes, he's a. Uh, at the very least, if he's not jeopardizing the sanctity of magic by manipulating this doorknob to nefarious means. Um, at the very least, his, he is a uh, genocidal monster. And if you are to call yourself Watchtower, yes, you do have to. She is kind of like, I think she sits down <laughs> on the ground. I fucking would. Yeah. She's, uh, she says, there's no easy way to do this. Is there? Do you mean you feel bad for killing him? No. No, not after... I already didn't feel bad. After what he did to the people in Ghoul's Crest. And hearing that story from you, I feel even less bad. Kind of shakes his head. Strokes his beard a little bit. 
I agree with you that he and the Phoenix thought they were helping, but he's twisted. Yes. He's he's long beyond any thought of helping or any thought of aiding anybody. And sometimes you just got to put him down. He just like snaps his head forward and just like looks off into the tree line. Yes. She's going to look where he's looking. There's nothing there. Just staring off. She's like looking back and forth between him and the tree line. <clears throat> yes, you must do what you must. Um, so by no easy way to do this, you mean that it is going to be hard for you. It's going to be difficult. There's no, like we were just speaking about the library in Greenwick that Maybe we can find a way to do it. I think that even if we do, it's going to be no small feat. Are you going to be able to do it? Or will you give up at some point? Will you feel the fear creeping into your heart and say, this isn't for me, I should go back to my woods? It's not a question of being able to do it. I have to. I'm rather impressed. She's looking at him. Doesn't know how to respond to that. Most people are cowards. That's all. Well, sometimes running is the best option, but... Yes. (laughs) (laughs) There's some backstory to that one. (laughs) Well, yes, running, running can be good. I think... What I'm impressed in is that you understand what it is going to take. Many people think that people like us, and don't get me wrong, this is exactly what's happening here. People like us who are ordinary people when something bad is coming and something big, people always think that it is the addition of something to a, to a mortal, to an ordinary person like us, which makes them strong enough to win in cases like this. They always think they're powered by the gods or the people are behind them. There's always some sort of phrase. In my time, it was, the heroes aren't dead. I heard it echoed off alleyway walls, yelled by heroes themselves. It's always that that thing that people think is behind someone who decides to fight for good. But that's not it at all, actually. It's uh, more of a subtraction, like a sculptor chiseling away. You have to go through that fear and use it like a tool. Let it strip you down to the determination at the heart, which each mortal has, which roars hotter than the screams of the gods themselves. That's it. It's going to be very scary. I think she's just like giving him like a knowing look, like eyes locked. Good luck. And he gets up and walks away. And she does at the exact same time. She got she got what he's putting down. She walks away, goes to find Herbert. <laughs> oh, okay. What's Herbert doing? Chatting it up. 
Um, if any, anybody had been paying attention to Herbert, he is, uh, <laughs> oddly are. enough, he is uh, sitting next to uh, the uh, the dwarven mummy, not facing him, um, sort of off to the side, I guess on the little mound area where he's perched, and uh, he's working on uh, making a potion and kind of maybe muttering to himself or having a conversation. Fuck yeah. Hmm. But off on his own. Then I, I think she sees you and she like just kind of stops like a, a decent distance away. Mm-hmm. And um, like I would say in your sight line. Mm-hmm. So you probably see her. Herbert waves. And she waves and kind of looks at the mummy next to you, this weird dwarf mummy, mm-hmm. and looks at you and just kind of nods. Take that armor. <laughs> Get that armor and put it on your body. Well, he's making a mana potion right now. A oh. boozy mana potion. Fuck yeah. Well, yeah. I, I said specifically he's working on something. Gotcha. And then she gives you the hand signal, like, basically, she's, like, playing charades with you. Like, are you good? Like, <laughs> you know, I can hear you if you want to talk. All right. <laughs> and she walks over. <laughs> she wasn't sure. Yeah. That's great. And she just kind of like walks over. How was uh, how was that uh, conversation with dear boy? Dear boy. Oh dear man, dear dear man, dear, <laughs> dear geezer. He's either a crazy fuck. Yeah, was... he's either twenty six years old or a hundred. Uh, he's definitely not twenty six. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call the conversation I just had with him very enlightening, but it was uh... good because if it, if you thought it was enlightening, you're probably fucking mad yourself. He uh, he did tell me that Murdoch, which I assume you know his name now as well, right? Yeah, yeah. It was in the, that uh, that trip that we had. Yep, we all saw the same thing. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, um, like right there. Yeah, I like drinking, but drugs are fun too. He has giants. Oh. Oh, wait, what? Murdoch has giants. According to Maxwell, at least. Are we sure? It's just what Maxwell says, so... We like, fuck with... off real giants. <laughs> like, fuck off real giants, yeah. God, we're gonna die. Herbert, like, kind of cracks his neck and, like, side-eyes this, like, this dwarf that he's sitting next to him. All right, that's... Well, we got to fucking kill him, I guess. We'll try. Yeah. So that means we got to fucking kill giants. All right. Going to have to fight giants and kill a moon elf and <laughs> maybe fight a fucking dragon. <laughs> I never have enough booze for this shit, you know? <laughs> She says, uh, also, according to Maxwell, she, like, leans in to Herbert. It's going to be very scary. <laughs> yeah! Of course, it's fucking dragons and fucking, like, spooky shit. Like, like fucking, that's... That, that. You've got an actual, like, big echo smile right yeah. now. Oh, bats fucking nuts. Of course, it's fucking scary. <laughs> uh, oh, God! <laughs> But I mean, you're in, right? 
yeah, this is uh, this is the way I'm supposed to be going. So I know that your your fight really lies with Alamander. Mm. Herbert spits. I knew he was gonna. <laughs> yes. I know that's where you your real fight is. Dies. Oh well. Or crusade. I want to bring him down a peg for damn sure. I don't know if that's where it's going to end up being gone, but I'd fucking like to see that that side street fucking ring his neck. Oh, his big thick fucking dumb neck. You a bit short for that. He's gonna I'll give him a climb boost. up on his back. <laughs> I'll give him Ooh. a boost. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Herbert pauses for a moment. He uh definitely needs needs adjustment. Making all folks look bad. I don't like that. Well, if you are an indication of an actual follower of Orphos, then it sounds like he's just saying what he needs to say to make himself feel better about what he's doing. No, I think he's out to manipulate the people into putting them on power. Well. So yeah, I want to fucking kill him. (laughs) We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. It's been... Yeah, it's your catcher race this, uh, this evening. We can't... We can't do anything about it from this grove... Nah. Well, we I'll... can put down as many of his guards as we find. Well, I will. And, uh, when it comes time. Yeah, I think I'll have my time. She just nods. And, uh, she says, I'll leave you to it. All right. And she gets up and walks off. She's probably looking for Arlo. You want some booze? Slashes around some, like, cheap wine. <laughs> she... Surly, but looks you know. at it and then she holds her hand out. Yeah, takes it. it, takes a takes a pull, hands it back, <laughs> and she goes off looking for Arlo. Okay, sweet BB. E, you look like you wanted to do something. Yes, I do want to do something. Okay. Um, first off, do I see Arlo? Yeah, she's uh at the mouth of the cave. It looks like Echo from the opposite side of the grove has started to walk in her direction. <laughs> Ah, uh, mm, do I want to interrupt this or not? Is anybody else wandering around? Um, Zanira is back, starting to wander around. Um, Rowan is wandering around and just staring at you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> sort of like circling around in the crowd and you like catch her through the crowd and you can see like past <laughs> leather fringes, just these big dark eyes. Like get she it, looks it, down at you like predatorily. Um, <laughs> She's going to get that. Maxwell's Jesus. here. He's hanging out. Maxwell's here. Maxwell's boring at this point. Um, Bo's here. You can hang out with Bo. Um, he Rubbing is, conversation, that guy. <laughs> he is rubbing his own feet. Um, okay. I think that's pretty much every, everybody of note, unless you want to talk to one of the antlered acolytes about something. Can I catch Echo's attention? Like, am I going to be in her line of sight? You can catch her attention if you'd like to, yeah. Just throw a rock at her. Wave your arm. I actually was going to do that. Like <laughs> I'm going to pick up a rock, and I'm going to... Throw it in front of Echo. Okay. Echo, you see a rock sort of tumble through the air and slap into the, the moss in front of you. It's like... It's quite thick. Yeah. She just like stops and looks down 
and then like tracks where it came from, slowly looks up. And I'm just like motioning you towards me real quick. Just come here. Just fucking come How here. How far away is E right now? Like, like, uh, you know, like a hundred feet away. Yeah. And uh, she like looks over and then like walks a little closer and she goes, just try to hit me with a rock. No, I threw the rock in front of you. I, we're making a scene now. <laughs> just come here. Just come here. She walks over. <laughs> okay. Is Arlo coming with us? Uh, I haven't asked her. Hmm. Figure that out. That's really all I wanted to know. You can go on and, you know, talk to her. Go look at that goldfish in a cave or whatever. Be cute and romantic and all that good stuff. I will set but you on fire. That's fine. Okay. Just, uh, just see if she's coming with us or she's going to Sunbeam with Maxwell. Okay. I mean, she... Could go to Watchtower Sprout. I mean, she could. Do you think she's going to? I don't know. You think any of us is going to stop her? Maybe a boar could. <clears throat> okay, poor taste. Okay, yeah, just go you ahead. Feel and just, sick to your stomach. Just, ah, <laughs> please stop. <laughs> just you go. You go. I just wanted to know if she's coming with us. Okay, and you no longer feel sick to your stomach oh, if she walks away. All right. Go find Rowan. Okay. Which won't be difficult, I'm sure. All right. So you're going to find Rowan. So we'll handle that first. As soon as you start walking in like her direction, she sort of stops her sidestepping through the crowd and just starts like pushing people away <laughs> and goes and meets you about halfway, sort of, sort of out in the open in the grove um, and like stands like really close to you, like uncomfortably close to you, like within about a half a foot. Oh my God. Like looks at, looks at you probably about even height, I'd say. Okay. Before you said she was a little shorter, so she is a little shorter. Yeah. Okay, I'd say about half, about an inch. Um. So sure. first off, <laughs> first off, I have, I have a question, not related to I'm sure whatever you're thinking about. Um. Do you have a map of Yaddle? A map of Yaddle? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I just you seem like you're remotely in charge here with well, sort of to an <clears throat> extent. Yes, I am. Yes, I'm in charge. We can find a map for you. I can find a map. I can have them find a map for you if you'd like. So what? What is what? Her, what do her eyes look like? They look. You know what? They kind of look like Echo's eyes in the sense of like the proportions, even at the brows, are like just sort of expanded. Like they're all just a little too large. Um, but they're like black pupiled, and there's no whites. It's just dark oaky brown where the white should be hmm okay um Rowan, where are you from just i'm just curious just I'm, curious i'm from around here you're from yaddle yes ar around here like around like this spot you're around this spot maybe maybe i just like it here where i was born out around here <coughs> this is Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> did this to yourself. I did. I did do this to myself. Mm -hmm. um, so what are you doing later? Probably uh, tripping out on weird mushroom soup that uh, Maxwell's going to give us. What are you doing later? I can do that. You, oh. I, I could do that with you. I'm not doing anything later, except for that, if that's what you want. You can, you can calm down a little bit. It's all, it's all right. I'm perfectly, you? I'm perfectly relaxed. Okay. 
You why, don't. Why did you come to see me? Well, because I wanted to talk to you. Okay. I'm beginning to become suspicious of you. All right. Why? You came over here and it looked like it looked like you had a plan and now I found out that it's not to to ask to spend time with me. Well, I'm spending time with you right now. That's nice, but it seemed like That was my purpose to spend like... time with you right now. Really? Yeah, that's why I called you over here, even though you were sort of lurking in the crowd, staring at me? I was just looking at you. That's okay. Well, I'm spending time with you right now. What are you doing right now, besides talking to me, of course? We can do whatever you want to. What do you normally do around here? I help prepare breakfast. Um, I train with Bo a little bit. Um, I tell stories and hear stories. Um, I think that's about it. It's a simple life. But no, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you say you train with Bo? Do you... I saw you sort of use the the ether threads a few days ago. Is that what you specialize in? No. Um, is Zen that just sort of something you can do? Zanira is teaching me a little bit about it. I'm, I'm good at it. I'm... I have an affinity for it. So say good is sort of an understatement. You seem exceptionally be better at it than Maxwell, almost. I do have a bit of an advantage, yes. Well, what's your advantage? That's sort of personal. All right, that's fair. No, I get that. But I'm different. I'm sure you've noticed. Yeah? It's pretty, you know, bad, so... What do you mean, it's bad? It's pretty bad. Pretty bad to be different? Well, I'm, or I'm you're... very different to the point where it's sort of like a, like a sickness almost. At least that's how I think of it, I guess. Not at all. No. What, why, why, would you, why would you think... What? I'm confused. Well, it's kind of like uh, how the pale are, their eyes. Your eyes are lovely. My eyes are dark and... and there's no white to them. They don't feel mortal. So? Hmm. That's really, that's really not an issue? I don't know. No one else seems to be afraid of you here or anything like that. I think we are going a bit too fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, I'm... okay. Come, I will show you something. All right. She kind of like grabs you by the hands and starts leading you back into the crowd. Echo. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Madeline just punched <laughs> the table very hard. For no apparent reason. <laughs> no reason. I was just trying to lift my. <sighs> Continue. What are these two cuties doing? I don't know. Uh, Echo walks up next to Arlo. She's looking in the cave. Yeah. She, uh, you walk up and. Like, you see she's pretty tense looking. Um, and her hand's, like, on the hilt. Oh, my God. You peel around, it looks like she's, like, sweating and just sort of, like, looking into the, the darkness of the cave down below. Echo, like, looks at her and whispers, like, is there something in there? And she kind of, like, leans in like she's listening for a second. And as your eyes adjust, um, especially having being a little elven, um, you can 
sort of see through the dark a bit and you do see like shapes moving around. And Arlo says, who does Maxwell have on watch? I don't know. Is it all of them? Either all or could be none. But the way Maxwell is, he's talking about sensing things miles away on the wind. Right. Yeah. And she kind of looks a little bit more relaxed now. Yeah, I forgot. Um, okay. So he's different. He can sense stuff, so we don't have to worry too much here. I just, Maybe not. I, I thought I saw something down there. I Ugh. think I see something. You think you see something? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to get a read on this. Yeah, roll with. Natural one. (laughs) I mean, you see a little bit of of motion, like movement, but it could just be like an animal down there. Hmm. Well, I think uh, with that, um, can I can I see Herbert? Yeah. Yeah. What's Herbert doing? He's still just working on that potion. No, he's finished that. Does he he look busy? Uh, he's kind of tinkering with that armor a little bit. Okay, we'll get back to that in a minute. She's she's about to wave you over, and then she just... Yeah. But she's like... Looks down in there, and... I mean, can I hear anything? No, nothing. Hmm. Totally quiet. You hear, like, a little drips of water here and there, but that's pretty much it. I mean, I want to, uh... I want to know what's down there. Okay. Run down there without any light source. Um, or backup. <clears throat> I mean, I've got Arlo. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> as long as there's not a boar in there, you're all good. <laughs> I'm going to set you on fire. <laughs> like, she looks at you. Literally you, Madeline. <laughs> hey, well, you know. Do we want to check it out? I mean, I feel like we should. Okay. I will slide on my butt down down to the bottom of the cave. Oh, she's so good. All right, um, see you down there. And she kind of like jumps and just sort of like sits and is like, ah! And then <laughs> slides down, shoots down the rock face towards How the, far the down is the rock face again? Oh, it's like 20 feet. It's just that like angled, smooth, like wet stone. And you hear her get to the bottom. Like, yeah, I'm going to pull out one of my daggers and um, I'll light it. Oh. So now when I, I light it up, I cast flame, so I just use some mana, um, and I'm going to flicker down after. All right, so you poof down there um, next to you in the dark. Um, you guys are in this pool of amber light from your uh, flaming dagger. Now you look around, nothing down here. You've got that crack. Um, there's the big pool with that sort of golden glint beneath the surface, uh, surface, but that is uh, all you see. Nothing too dangerous. Hmm. Uh, no tracks or anything. Um, roll wit. Here we go. Do better than a one. Five. Well, that's better. It's better than one. <laughs> you don't see any <laughs> footprints in the dark as you sort of like wave your dagger down and cast light uh, on the sediment. Um, but you do see like this sort of V shape, like a trail that was left behind that looks like it comes out of the water and then turns and goes back into the water. Does it look like uh, it goes like you said? It goes back into the water, so it looks like something came out. Yeah, that's creepy. Um, 
Does it look like there's anything going on with that crack in the wall? Uh, no. I mean, it's super dark in there. It's kind of big, um, bigger than you thought it was before. Um, but there's nothing going on. There's definitely no sound, no movement. Well, I mean, Echo like kind of gets Arlo's attention and points at the crack, mm-hmm. make sure she knows it's there. Oh, that's creepy. It's pretty creepy down here. Ooh, I was down creepy. here uh, before you got here oh, yesterday. Why would you do that? It's very. This is creepy. It's very creepy. I mean, is there that that goldfish is in there, right? Yeah, there's like a weird, like gold-looking maybe fish down below, sort of casting light upwards onto the. It looks like this time it's sort of moving in like a figure eight. She says that thing wasn't moving last time I was here. Oh, it's just kind of like breathing. It was breathing? Yeah. Oh, man. What is that? And she like gets over to the water and kind of like looks down, like leaning over it, you know, this lithe figure. So she's where it bends. I go like gets ready to like grab her and pull her back. <laughs> she's like, don't touch me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was she she kind of leans over. Yeah, I don't see anything. I mean, I see the gold, but I can't really make it can't out. can't make out what it is. Yeah. Um, two points at the. The drag marks. Oh, that's creepy. Okay, I'm good to go. I'm. That's creepy. I gotta know what the fish thing is, though. God, that's creepy. <laughs> okay, how do we get it out? That's a good question. Um, she reaches in her bag, pulls out a ration, and like opens it up and like throws the food on the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> you see, classic. The- the gold kind of like starts to sink upwards very slowly towards the surface. She like pulls Arlo back away from it. Like oh my by the God, shoulder. it's coming. It's going to be so creepy. <laughs> oh God, it's going to be very creepy. What if you lured like a big monster in here with us? Uh, then I guess we either kill it or run. Oh my God, it's so creepy. Okay. And she draws her sword, <laughs> which is about as long as her. Um, it's super long and super thin. Not like a rapier thin. It's just like, a, a finger length of flattened metal. It's weird. Um, this thing like gets to the surface and you see the water kind of bubble up and then you see it pop. Herbert, what are you up to, man, dude? <laughs> <laughs> um, Herbert is just like, at this point, uh, delicately removing the armor off of this dwarf. Okay. Fuck yeah. Um, so something happens. Okay. Yeah. You kind of like reach over and sort of touch the breastplate to to start this process. To even get like I think you would start in the shoulders, but go ahead. Start under the shoulders. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, regardless, as soon as you touch the actual metal, which seems to be sort of like hard, like steel, possibly, um, it's very like it's very bulbous and almost beetle-like in its construction. But as soon as you touch it from where your finger is, this like ray, like a sheen of light. <laughs> flies away from it as if it was like a ripple um, and it goes over the whole suit mm-hmm. and as soon as that happens the around the figure of the dwarf the the metal seems to sort of like go limp it almost looks like it melts and you're afraid some sort of like curse had activated or something like it, it just looked weird and warped all of a sudden but then you realize it just sort of like became cloth like mm-hmm. um and it just sort of hangs on him like a set of robes now. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Hmm. That's an interesting property. 
And he just continues to uh, try and get all this shit off of the dwarf. Okay. Fuck yeah. 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 It doesn't take long. He has like a set of um, white robes underneath, so it's not like it's disrespectful or anything like that. Oh, yeah. But um, so I mean, I it... imagine that's something Herbert would. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, no, like, absolutely. Okay, as opposed to like. My yeah, yeah. It's like, down. yeah, there's, there's a mummified and Jimmy there's right a, there on that dwarf. A naked yeah. dwarf laying here in this grove. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you get it off. So uh, um, is it like, does it ha- like, does it seem to have the properties of cloth? Does it seem to have the properties of metal? Like, can I make a wit check? Yeah, real wit. Okay. I'd like to discern this armor. <laughs> That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we haven't given you shit about that in a while. He's, you know, he's doing his own shit. <laughs> That's not bad. Uh, it's 10. It's definitely some kind of magic. Um, when you rub your thumbs against the... <laughs> no uh, well, I'm just getting started. It's some kind of fucking thing. Uh, when you rub your thumbs against the actual like cloth, which almost looks like wet, like a mirror or something, mm-hmm. um, it feels like metal. It's almost like when you're pressing sort of like a non-Euclidean liquid. It just sort of like hardens under to the temperate of metal. Mm-hmm. Like it's tough. Um, but like by itself, just sort of lifting it up and moving it in the air, it's just like the lightest thing ever. Mm-hmm. It's just this piece of cloth, basically. Hmm. Okay. Sick. Uh, Herbert pulls the sleeves off the son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 All right, yeah, you uh, you rip the sleeves off. Oh. Yeah, I, I well, like, I was imagining, known. like, segmented armor, like it was pieces of armor. Is it not like that, or is it, like, solid? It, the robes are, in fact, segmented. Oh, okay. Like, so you pull it off, and it just sort of, like, pops off. Yeah. Um. Like, you're expecting to tear it, kind of, but, like, it just folds away, basically. Okay. Well, I then, want it to be known that Herbert's affinity for ripping the sleeves off of everything <laughs> is just Justin's affinity for ripping the sleeves <laughs> off of everything. Yep. He's wearing a shirt today <laughs> that he told us that he got from a garage sale and immediately yard cut sale. the yard sale and immediately cut the sleeves off. I was and standing in the yard and <laughs> just rip. And yeah, it's like, the right thing on. is, you didn't need to tell us that. Like, we knew. As yeah. as we knew it was coming. Yard sale, we knew the story from there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, like, pulls off his vest. And, of course, he's not wearing a shirt underneath that. You know, well, it's actually one thing I've, I don't think we've asked. I mean, it's still in the middle of winter. Is this grove cold? No, it's, uh, it's springtime now. Oh, yeah, is it? We've kind yeah. of transitioned over into springtime now. <laughs> Time! You, you mean you didn't? Like, pick up those vague narrative hints that it was producing in the spring. They probably weren't vague at all. I was probably just, like, spaced out. <laughs> Chances <laughs> are. Glad to hear you take the game seriously. <laughs> I mean, I do as best, like, to my fullest ability. But I think the first hint that we got was you were talking about, like, slush. Yeah. Yeah. Instead okay. of snow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, takes, like, his, like, overcoat off and his vest off. And then he, like, puts this odd cloth breastplate on. You know, under everything else, and then like, you know, over his leg, four legs, and then this and that, and then just puts everything else back on. How does it feel? Is it heavy? Um, it's you know, it's a little weighty, but like, it's not. It still feels more like robes when worn than than armor. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is, how do you make it armor again? I guess. Um, but yeah, it's pretty light. Hmm. <laughs> Not quite like mithril, which you know the feel of, um, mm-hmm. being being from Munchoya and everything, or of that area. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely too light. Yeah. Hmm. That's hmm. not exactly what I was hoping for, but maybe, maybe this will work. And uh, I think that uh, 
Herbert. Um, he puts everything back on, making sure to put that that vest on over top. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I can't leave that behind. There's Absolutely no way. Not. And then uh, I think that he uh, pulls this large. What did you describe this weapon as? Could you describe that for me again? Yeah, because it's weird. Um, it basically looks like a wrought iron, well, not wrought iron, but like an, just an, a cold iron club. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has like a very small kind of hilt to it, like a guard, like a sword would have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the top of it, where it sort of thins out, is this very long, um, very like, very focused um, axe head on one side. Mm-hmm. And it's all sort of this like cold iron, like black metal feel and look to it. I'm kind of imagining like a, uh, you know, like a, a, like a police baton that has a very like, like thin rim around the, like the handle at the bottom. Yeah. And yeah. like, as far as a guard goes, but it's just got like, is it like uh, this right. axe head is like, is it hanging off of the side? Does it look more like a club or more like an axe? It's part of the same metal. Oh, okay. Um, wow. That's wild. In terms of it looking more like a club or axe, I would say an axe, um, but like it's definitely club like. Okay. Like, but this is definitely designed to be like a fuck you war axe. Um, Bitching. So, yeah. That right. part too. Well, then I, yeah, I think that uh, Herbert's just going to kind of trade up and uh, takes this weapon and, and like very reverently sets his bat down in this guy's lap. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trade. Okay. We're swapping. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think once he's like done with that situation, since there's not really anything else fucking going on here, we're just kind of dicking around. Yeah. I think yeah. that he takes to his tool and then he starts to uh, carve the uh, the crescent of Orphos along the top of this club like he had with his, yeah. with his bat. Okay. All right. Um. All right. Wow. Sounds well, I can't good. carry both. That's a whole you lot can't. of shit. Yeah, that's a whole lot of bulk. Shit, man. No. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the cave, <laughs> out onto the sediment of the cave in pitch black darkness, flops a big, you'd say probably about 20 pound, square headed looking fish. Just flops onto the ground. Arlo's like, oh my God, that's creepy. That's really <laughs> creepy. It. Um, has fur all over it, oh. sprouting from its lips and eyes. Yuck. Um, black fur, and its eyes are sort of yellowish, and you can see at the top of it, there's a part of the fur missing, and the scales underneath where the fur would sprout from, um, it's almost like smooth, not really scaled, but in sort of the, the f- texture of scales, I guess. Um, it's just shining bright gold light all throughout the cave. And Arlo kind of like looks and watches it for a second and then looks down again. Uh, it looks like it has a big old square mouth and jaw. Almost like it has teeth in there or something. Ooh. Hmm. Hey there, freaky fish. Kind of flops over to the ration and goes. <laughs> and then eats it. And I, I, I mean, I think the Echo is just waiting to see what it does. Arlo is like super wide eyed at this point because it was very freakishly like human the way it operated. Yeah. And it's just sort of flopping around. So Arlo is slack jawed watching this thing. It uh, sort of flops over in you guys' direction and looks up at you, Echo, very solemnly. And then turns around and begins to flop back towards its pool in the middle of the cave. Weird. 
Hmm. What you gonna name it? <laughs> this is my friend now. <laughs> um, does it just retreat back to its pool? Yeah, it goes in the pool and it flops away and it swims away. Hmm. Have I ever seen an animal like that before? Um, roll wit. Uh, A sniffy, hairy fish. <laughs> Thirteen. Um, you've heard tell of like myths about fur fishes before. So I would say that Echo knows for the most part what Patrick knows. Um, these are sort of like revered holy animals that come to places that have a lot of like spiritual energy. Um, they're typically a good omen. Hmm. Huh. She, uh, she just kind of looks at Arlo and she goes, wasn't quite as creepy, but still a little creepy. Yeah, that was a little creepy. I wonder so, what they taste like. I'm going to guess not good. Have you ever seen one of those before? No. Um, definitely, I don't think we should eat it. I mean, I wasn't planning on it. I'm just curious about what it tastes no, I, like. I, yeah, no, I, I'm that tracks now. now that I'm thinking about it. They can be like holy animals Whoa. to some people. So I guess like, yeah, there's something to be said for, oh, maybe I want to eat that. But... <gasps> No. Yeah. Yeah. What's in that <laughs> hole in the wall? The crack? Yeah. You want to go check it out? Can we just like go over to it? Like there's yeah, no. You can walk around the rim of the pool and you're like there. Um, yeah, you're there. What do you want to do? Uh, I mean, yeah, we walk over and I'm going to look in and hold the dagger out. Okay. You kind of hold the dagger out. Um, the flames like shoot in and around the walls and you see a figure probably about 20 feet down where the crack seems to diverge, like sprint off to the side. Uh, Just this black silhouette runs off to the right. Nope. Couldn't tell what it was. Um, looked like, looked like a person, like a very long, thin person, like stretched out. Oh my. I was thinking maybe like a goblin or something, but. Uh, it's quite tall. That's creepy. <laughs> she, she looks at Arlen and goes, that's creepy. What was it? It was a person. A humanoid there. figure. <laughs> We're leaving. Yeah, I'm I leaving. Think, I don't think we should go down there. <laughs> Do it. She fucker. starts walking around the other side of the rim and draws her sword. Is she is she getting ready to go in there? Um, she walked away from it, but she has drawn her sword, and now she's, I guess, waiting on you to leave. She echoes like looking in there. I'm gonna listen. Can I hear like footsteps in there? Roll wit. Natural 20. Fuck yeah. Hmm. You hear very distantly the soft sound of like a low beating drum. Like boom, 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 boom. It's definitely not meant to be like loud. It's almost like they're keeping pace or something. And you can also hear scraping of like tools against rock and with a natural 20 just ever so faintly in the distance sort of muddled around in these two two noises you hear just this quick little bit like you can't even make out the words but you recognize it it's eleanor's voice we'll see you next week Ooh, fuck.